It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, man. Happy dusty, windy Friday. Yeah, it is pushing the limits. Uh, So glad you could join us uh, on the AM Dow 1400, of course, streaming live, video everywhere, YouTube, the Twitter page, Pushing Limits LV, all over the place. And boy, we got a jam-packed show for you today. We're going to give you an update, of course. On the Robert Tellis situation, he made an appearance in court yesterday. Obviously, no bail set. And uh, the latest there is that uh, on Jeff Herman's DNA underneath his fingernails, they found Tellis DNA there. So he's uh, he's going to jail for a very long time. I would imagine the rest of his life. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in hour number two because in hour number two. Dr. Stephen Fry is going to be joining us, an update on uh, monkeypox, COVID, anything medically related, and uh, we'll certainly get into uh, the latest news on uh, the Mar-a-Lago situation, the FBI, so on and so forth. First hour, though, we're going to have a little bit of fun today. You know, it's a Friday. I try to have some fun on Friday. We've had a lot of serious news and some really difficult stories to report on this week. I figure we're going to talk a little bit of basketball, right? Coming up here in a minute, we're going to be speaking with uh, Natalie Williams. She's the general manager of the Las Vegas Aces, and she is a former gold medalist in the Olympics. Why? Well, unless you're living under a rock, the Las Vegas Aces are in the WNBA Finals, which start on Sunday in Las Vegas. They'll be playing the Connecticut Sun. That game is at noon. And then coming up at the bottom of the hour here, a chance to win $25,000. Uh, in a three-point basketball contest. It's called My J Supreme. The guy running it, Raphael, will be coming in studio talking a little bit about that. But, hey, this is an exciting time of the year, especially if you're an Aces basketball fan, because this is it. This is the chance for the Aces to win a championship. They put themselves in a great position to do so. They have home court. Game one is on Sunday, and what better person to talk about this to get us ready for the WNBA Finals right here in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay than the former gold medalist herself. As I mentioned, she is the general manager of the Las Vegas Aces, and we're very happy to have on Natalie Williams joining us on the program. Natalie, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Of course, Natalie, this is obviously very, I'm sure you're very excited. Uh, I'm sure the team is very excited, everybody around the organization. This is it, right? You guys have, uh, you know, accomplished uh, this to this point where you put yourself in a position now with home court advantage in the WNBA finals. This is where you want to be this time of year, right? Yeah, it was crazy when we talked about this at the beginning of the year before we had played any games. You know, this is exactly the position we wanted to be in. And now we're finally here, and we've got about a week, a little over a week left in the season. So um, we're excited. I mean, we I helped put all the towels up today, 10,000 of them in the arena. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it's Good sold workout. out. Sold out. So that's a lot of towels, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we put, we put out 10,000 
towels already I love today. It. I love it. It's going to be a madhouse in there on Sunday, and that's what we want. Okay, so Natalie, before we talk about the Connecticut Sun, before we preview the, the series, let's talk a little bit about how we got here. Uh, obviously, you got Becky Hammond, who is the WNBA Coach of the Year, Asia Wilson, MVP. But when you look at all this and how well you guys have played, it's amazing. Some people forget you were still only two seconds away from being down 2-1 uh, against Seattle, right? I mean, it's, it's amazing how great that team is. And I look at, uh, okay, you guys won the Series 3-1, but the Series was a lot closer than that, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Seattle's a great organization. Anytime you've got Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart, Jewel Lloyd on the floor at one time, I mean, and Tina Charles, just incredible group. So, I, I mean, everyone who witnessed Game 3, that was absolutely nuts. <laughs> 12 <laughs> points in 11 seconds. Right. I mean, it's just incredible that we came out on the on the winning side of that. But uh, mm. kudos to Seattle. What an incredible crowd. Um, it's just, it was a really a true battle. All the games, every single game we played with them was tough. Did you have an opportunity to say anything to Sue Bird? Um, I didn't uh, up in Seattle, but I did speak to her here. So, I mean, I... It's wild to think that Sue and I played on a world championship team 20 right. years ago yep. <laughs> <laughs> together. So, um, But, yeah, she's an incredible person, and, and she's going to still impact the game uh, even in her retirement. Yeah, no question about that, and it was a great series. I remember uh, watching the video that's on surfaced online when Becky Hammond announces that Asia Wilson's the MVP, and, and, and what did you make of that moment and the team celebrating and pouring water all over her and, and kind of going crazy? Uh, that's a pretty cool moment, isn't it? And I think it shows the camaraderie and the chemistry that this team has as well. Yeah, I mean, what an amazing you know experience for Asia. She has put in the work. She definitely deserved it. Uh, you know, the best player on the best team, and we have a you know a, a few other great great players on this team as well who could have been in the MVP category, um, you know, as well as Asia. So, I'm super happy for her, and I love the way the team comes around her. I mean, they all get along so well, and I definitely think that is what helped us get through that series is the trust that they have in each other. I agree. You know, Natalie, there was a moment last year, and I think we've talked about this before, and I'm going to mention it again, where it was the, I know you weren't here yet, but it was the last game of the year last year, and Asia Wilson, moments after that that loss in a game five, uh, her father had to help her off the court. She was so emotional. And I said, it's tough to watch that, but if you're a part of this organization, you want to see players like that, with, with that passion, that emotion. And when I saw that, I said to myself, she's going to be on a mission next year. She doesn't want to have to go through that again. And to most athletes, and, and you are a great athlete, and you know what I'm talking about, when you have a tough loss like that, the only way you can truly ever, I don't know if you ever fully get over it, but attempt to get over it and hopefully get over it is by accomplishing your goal, which is winning a championship. And, and I feel like that moment last year told the world, I'm going to be on a mission next year. I'm not accepting anything else other than a championship. Would you agree with that? I 100% agree. And um, Asia has proved this year she you know, is on a mission, the way she trained in the off season, the work that she's put in, and just, uh, you know, increasing her shooting range, a lot of that as well due to Becky Hammond's new offense. But um, she's a warrior, and she definitely wants to win a WNBA championship, and everybody on our team just has followed suit. So mm-hmm. um, we're in a great position. We know we've got a very good and tough opponent coming up in Connecticut. They're a veteran group. Uh, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a lot of fun for everybody to watch. 
Let's talk a little bit about Connecticut Sun. Can you give me the uh, scouting report on them? You know, I grew up in Connecticut, uh, so you know, I uh, I know a little bit about the UConn Huskies and the, and the men's and women's program there, which is phenomenal. But uh, talk to me a little bit about this Connecticut Sun team. What are some of your concerns and maybe some matchups that that concern you a little bit? And and and, and you mentioned they're a, a veteran group, which is always important when you're playing in a WNBA Finals. Talk to me a little bit about this Connecticut Sun team for fans that maybe Aces fans that maybe don't know a lot about this. Team. Yeah, well, they are a great group, and they are a veteran team. I mean, Kurt Miller does a uh, you know really good job with them, um, but they're they're big. I mean, they could start a lineup with John Cole Jones at six seven, uh, Brianna Jones at six four. Um, uh, let's, who's their other? Uh, they have several. Big, uh, <laughs> yep, Gawana yep. Bonner at mm-hmm. six three or six four. Right. Um, and they, and they'll play a little bit of bully ball. I mean, I'm not the first one to say that, but they're a very physical team, and we've got to make sure that we're moving a very, you know a lot with them offensively and not allowing them to be as physical as they want to be with us. When and we want to get down the floor. For that's sure. that's what I was just going to ask you because. I think a big advantage that the Aces have is their ability to score in transition. They struggled at times against Seattle. We know how good Seattle is defensively, so that's not a big surprise. I th- and you tell me if you disagree or not, but you're right. They have a lot of skilled bigs, but some of these bigs maybe do not run the floor as, as well as, say, an Asia Wilson does. And I could name plenty of other players on the Aces. Uh, the, the quickness, and I would imagine scoring points in transition is going to be a big point of emphasis for the Aces against this Connecticut, uh, Connecticut team. Yes, 100%. Uh, we definitely want to get the ball down the floor quickly. I think we will be able to take advantage of our transition offense a lot more than we did in the mm-hmm. Seattle series. Um, and we've also got to space out and move you know, the ball around more. They're, you know, I don't think they're as quick as the Seattle group, um, so that will be a benefit to us. But their strength and their size will, mm-hmm. you know, that'll be a concern that we're definitely trying to work with. There'll be a lot of double teams for sure. Natalie Williams joining us on the line right now. She's the general manager of the Las Vegas Aces. An exciting time for this uh, this team as they play and get gearing up for Game 1 at home against the uh, Connecticut Sun. And this game will be at noon on national television right here uh, at Mandalay Bay. So, Natalie, you're no stranger to pressure situations, winning a gold medal in the Olympics. You've been in plenty of championship games. You know what it takes to win a WNBA championship. This is not only new territory for a lot of these players. It's new territory for Becky Hammond in the WNBA being year one, and it's new territory for this franchise and for the fans. I would imagine the overwhelming majority of these fans have never seen an in-person WNBA championship series. So with that, what advice, if any, do you give to these players? If they need any, what would you say to them? And what would you say to the fans? I mean, what, what should we really expect come game one on Sunday? You've been there before. Yeah, I mean, as a player, what I would tell the players is, one, you you have earned the right to be here, um, so you deserve to be here. Have fun. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You don't want to lose sight of what you're doing, living in the moment. I mean, there's certain athletes that have never even been in this situation. So this is where you really buy in and have to trust your teammates, right? Because you mm-hmm. personally, whoever you are, cannot do it yourself. So trust in your teammates, have fun, just stick to the game plan and don't play out of, you know, the roles that you have on the team and the design that the coaches put forth and good things will happen. I mean, this is an incredible group. Yeah. Oh, there's no question about that. The chemistry is there. The talent is there. 
What do you think it's going to be like, uh, the atmosphere uh, on Sunday? I mean, I, I was there, obviously, as you were for games all year, and particularly the games against Seattle. I couldn't believe how loud it was in that arena. I said, why can't we get UNLV basketball like this? I kept, I kept telling people that. I mean, well, the, the, the atmosphere was great. And then I said to myself, well, maybe because you guys are a great product and you guys win a lot of basketball games. But I, but I would imagine, as loud as it was against Seattle, and the crowds were phenomenal. They really were great. I would imagine it's even going to be more crazy on Sunday, right? I mean, what do you expect from the fans and the atmosphere on Sunday? Yeah, I think I think Las Vegas is ready to bring a championship here. And so it's going to be electric. We've got the towels. There's going to be light sticks. And I know the fans are just going to be um, – it, it's going to be crazy in here. I, I'm ready for it. I know the players are ready for it. It's already sold out. We're sold out in every single area. Um, it's definitely the ticket to try to get in town if anybody <laughs> is wanting to come. I don't know how they still get in, but uh, hopefully it affects the opposing team because it's going to be pretty amazing in here to, uh, on Sunday. How does that work? I, I, yeah, absolutely. National television is going to be fun. I know that with some professional franchises in Las Vegas, they, they don't want like home fans selling tickets to away fans. And I, I would imagine you guys really aren't involved in that. You don't have a problem with that. Uh, but I would imagine if, if, if fans want to get tickets from out of state, say from Connecticut, they'll probably be able to do so on the black market. Is that, is that fair to say? Or even if you're an Aces fan and, and you're trying to get a ticket. Well, we allot a certain number of teams for the opposing team. I think that's something that we, you know, it's, uh, we have to do as a league. But um, I'm sure all those tickets will be taken as well. That'll be mm-hmm. the family and the friends of Connecticut mm-hmm. um, and their, and their uh, front office. But, I mean, other than that, it's going to be really hard to get. Yeah. So, if, if, you know, if you're already planning on coming, then definitely just yeah. turn it on ABC and enjoy from home. So, Natalie, I think I know what the answer to this question is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyway. As you know, the Raiders are on the road against the Chargers. I would assume that in the WNBA Finals, Mark Davis is going to be at Game 1, but I don't know. I don't don't know the answer to that. Do you know where Mark Davis is going to be? Is he going to be in Vegas, or is he going to be at the Raiders game? Because no one's told me. I don't know. Man, that's a great question. Um, Just knowing Mark, I got to sit next to him during – both of the Seattle games up in Seattle, and I would think he's probably going to be here. Yeah, I I, I would hope he would be. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you would agree the first game of the year in the NFL uh, on the road, it's a big game for the Raiders, but uh, you got game one of the WNBA Finals. I'd say that's a little bigger. Uh, but, boy, he's been so supportive. And, you know, Natalie, I know we've talked about this before, these Raiders players and form, you know, former and current NBA players at games. I mean, I, I saw Dwayne Wade at, at a game, you know, this year. I, we saw Chris Paul and Dev Booker at a game and, and all these Raiders players and Floyd Mayweather and – this atmosphere in Vegas, to me, is like no other atmosphere in the WNBA. You played in the league a long time. Would you agree with that? Yeah, this is definitely the best environment. Um, going back to the days when I used to play, had to play against the Houston Comets, right? Back mm-hmm. then when Cheryl Swoops and um, you know Cynthia Cooper and Tina Thompson, I mean, going back to then, that's probably the only thing I can compare it to, but... This is, I would have to say, the rowdiest and the most electric crowd in the WNBA right now. When you were on the road playing those games, did you see guys like Akeem Olajuwon and those type of guys like on the sideline back then? 
I mean, once in a while we would get players. Uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin uh, Garnett used to come to our games all the time. That's cool. Um, you know, Magic Johnson was there when we were in L.A. and things like that. But now, I mean, it's a lot more NBA guys that are coming to the game because they just appreciate yeah. great basketball. No question. Well, Natalie, I know this is a fun time. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, that's got to be a workout, putting all those putting all those towels on all those seats. That's cool, though. Uh, can't wait for the game on Sunday, Natalie. It's going to be so much fun, and uh, there's nothing more that I would rather do than to have you on the show and call you guys WNBA champions. I do believe that's going to happen, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Look forward to the game on Sunday, Natalie, and thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you then, and uh, good luck. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Natalie. Appreciate you. That's Natalie Williams, former gold medalist in the Olympics. She is the general manager of the Las Vegas Aces. Hey, this is a really fun time for this franchise. Uh, I have a very difficult decision to make myself because, you know, we got uh, week one of uh, NFL football. And I'm supposed to be hosting a party on Sunday. But uh, either way, whether I'm at the game on Sunday or watching it on television, uh, I don't care whether I'm a member of the media or not. Of course I'm rooting for the Aces. I want them to win. They're, they're great people, really good people within the organization. I really like Becky Hammond. She's a fantastic coach. She's done a phenomenal job. Had the utmost respect for her. And uh, Mark Davis is a good guy. I, I think it was the changing of the guard for this franchise when he when he bought this franchise. I, I really think it was it was a change of the guard. I really the crowds got bigger. The Raiders were involved, and I think it was just great for the community. It was awesome. So uh, I don't have to say show up and buy a ticket because you can't. <laughs> it's already sold out. So you're not going to be able to do that. But hey, this is this is fun. Uh, this is a fun time of the year. And uh, I said this and. Uh, Numchuck, uh, I'll get your two cents in here just to verify. Uh, yeah. I did say before the season started that, I, the, that the Aces were going to win the championship. Did yes, I not? Yes, you yeah. did. I did say that. Uh, not that I'm a homer, because I'm not. Uh, I'm honest. No, just they're the best team in the WNBA. They are. They really are. Now, sometimes the best team doesn't always win, but I do think in basketball, it applies more than in hockey, certainly applies more than baseball. Usually the best team in, it, in the NFL usually makes the Super Bowl, but not all the time. Um, I think in basketball, it's more poignant. Like in the NBA and the WNBA, you can usually tell at the beginning of the year, okay, these are the guys to beat. You know, and, and for the Aces, they've been the best team all year. They've had their ups and downs, uh, which, is, which is normal. But keep in mind, they're not even 100% healthy. Hamby's not even healthy. You know, yeah. they're not even at their best. But they're still by far, I think this is an easier matchup for them than Seattle. This is just my personal opinion. Um, perfect matchup for Vegas. Why? Well, you got a lot of skilled bigs on Connecticut, but they're not extremely quick. They don't run the floor very well. The Aces are in tip-top shape. Asia Wilson is in tip-top shape. These ladies, all they do is, is run, run, run. And I think it's, it's a really tough defensive uh, assignment for Connecticut. And Connecticut likes to play in that half-court offense. They like to get the ball in the post a lot. If there's one point of emphasis besides scoring in transition... For the Aces, it's rebounding. It's one really, really good thing that Connecticut does. They're a very good rebounding team because they're so big. Uh, you got to control the glass. That's good. that's a little bit of a concern. Limit second chance opportunities. If they can do that, and they're pushing the ball up the floor and they're running, I think they're going to be just fine. I, I really do. I think I think they're going to be just fine. I'm looking at a picture of the uh, towels that will, are put on all the seats. Uh, that Natalie was just talking about, and I'm looking at a white towel with an Aces logo on it, and then I see like uh, four cards on there, which 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 is kind of cool. Uh, like, you know, so it's like four Aces. 
You know, I just want two of them when I play poker. I don't need four. But those are cool towels and a cool souvenir to have. Now that I have a few minutes, though, I also want to talk a little uh, Las Vegas Raiders. As you know, or may not, the Raiders are on the road against the Chargers, the LA Chargers. And Chargers are favored by three, which is probably about right. I expect this to be a very, very close football game. Uh, If you ask me what I like as far as the gambling side of it, I like the over. And by the way, if you listen to the show, how many times am I going to say by the way? But by the way, by the way, if you listen to the show, by the way, um, the pick we put out yesterday was the under first half and the under in the game yesterday. Both of those came in. Anthony Curtis, professional sports handicapper, actually uh, truly a professional. He gave you a couple winners yesterday. I, I, I piggyback that. He also said he kind of liked the over in the Raiders game, and I agree with him. Why? Raiders defense is still some question marks there. I think they're good, but how good, I don't know. Same thing with the Chargers. Very similar in that aspect where the Chargers are pretty good defensively. But what do we know about both offenses? They're, they're potent offenses. They're, they're, they're very good. Two very good quarterbacks. A lot of talented receivers. I think Sunday, Raiders-Chargers is going to be a very high-scoring game. I think they can get to 60. I think it could be that good and, and, and that much offense out there on the field. Again, we'll have to wait and see what happens. This is a very important game for the Raiders. and Normally, I wouldn't say that in Week 1. So why am I saying it now? This is a very winnable game in an extremely, extremely difficult NFC. This is a game that you got to have, man. And I'm not saying if they lose this game, the sky is falling. It's not what I'm saying. But you really want to get off to a good start, get that confidence going. If you're Derek Carr, you want to have a good game one. You want to assert yourself in this league in week one. This is the first game of the year. And again, the Chargers are a very good football team. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're very good. I don't think anybody has said the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't think anyone really has seriously made that. I've heard some people say, hey, they could win a game or two in the playoffs, the Chargers. And, and they have, they're very good. They have a very capable quarterback, very good offense, defense. I'm not so sure. Average. This is a game that the Raiders need to have. And, and normally, like I said, I wouldn't say that in week one. You really need to win this game. There's not going to be a lot of games where the Raiders are on the road where they're only three-point underdogs. Let's put it that way. This is a brutal, brutal NFC. So, yeah, this is a really important game. This is very important. And what do the Raiders need to do to win? Well, there's a lot of things they need to do to win. I don't know if you can stop this Chargers offense. But I think... uh, the first series of the game that the Chargers have the ball, you get them a three and out, put yourself in some good field position. That, that's going to be a big help. This is the biggest year of Derek Carr's career. Make no mistake about it. Well, Brian, why are you saying that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because there are no more excuses. He has all the tools offensively to score a lot of touchdowns. They have the tools. I personally believe they have the coaching staff. And I am so sick of people saying, oh, if Gruden was still here. Really, how did all those draft picks work out? How did Gruden's draft picks work out? You tell me. Answer that question. Gruden is a 500 coach. O'Brien, but he won a Super Bowl. Don't care. He's a 500 football coach. Find me a coach that has won half their games in the NFL that signed a $100 million contract. The Raiders are better off without John Gruden. Period. End of conversation. I love what this coaching staff has done. I love the players that he's implemented. I love the additions. 
And I think when it's all said and done, this is a really, really good coaching staff, a good young head coach. I know it didn't work out for him in his past uh, position. I get that. This is a different circumstance. Now, they haven't played any games yet. We'll find out what happens on Sunday. But I love the team, for the most part, that he's put together here. Derek Carr has no more excuses. This is a year where Derek Carr, in my personal opinion, has something to prove. Well, Brian, look at what he's done in the league already. Yeah, I get it. He's a good, he's a good quarterback. I get that. He's very good. But very good is a quarterback that's never won a playoff game. Now, I, I understand a good portion of that is not his fault. I understand that. This is his opportunity to prove to the world what he can do. It's one thing to have a nice two-minute hurry-up offense and win a regular season game with the ball in Derek Carr's hands. That's great, but it's another thing to do it in the playoffs. Now, I get it. You have to make the playoffs first. That's not an easy thing to do when you look at the conference they're in. But you better make the playoffs. That's, that's number one. Let's just get that out of the way right now. You absolutely have to make postseason. Hands down, no excuses. You get into postseason, you got to win a couple games, man. At least one. I don't want to hear any more excuses. Oh, Derek Carr's had five different head coaches. Stop it with that. You have a team in the locker room there, in my personal opinion, that has Super Bowl talent. Not saying they're going to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship, at least not this year. I think they will eventually in the next several years, but not this year. You have, a, you have talent in that locker room and leadership in that locker room, in my personal opinion. You can go a long way this year. This, is, this cannot be a throwaway year. And it has to start on Sunday against a very good and capable Chargers football team. By the way, Mark Davis has to be here in Las Vegas. He has to be here for the WNBA uh, finals, does he not? He has to be here. He has to. Number to call, 702-221-7283. We'll steal a couple calls here. Again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, is 702-221-7283. Let's go to John. John, what's going on, man? Brian. Yes, sir. Just when I think I, I, I know you and respect you and like you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What did I do? You're saying that you might not go to the Aces game because you have a party to go to? <laughs> Who the hell are you, man? What, what did you do with Brian? Well, here's the good news, sir. Well, first of all... I don't me... want to hear here's the good there's going to be free food. I don't want to hear... No, I wasn't talking about pretty that. Pretty girls there. I wasn't talking about I don't want to hear that. Ron DeSantis is going to be there. That's why I'm going to this party. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is a party that I planned a month ago. Uh, and I will be 100% at the Aces game on Tuesday, which I believe is game two, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't believe I'm going to be at game one on Sunday, but I will be watching it on television, John, and I will be thinking about you. Does that make you feel any better? Not, not, not in the slightest. <laughs> um, I'm extremely disappointed. Uh, I, I just... I'm, I'm kind of heartbroken a little bit. Don't be I would I would do some adjectives, but I'm certain they're politically Well, here's, here's some more good news for you, John. Usually when Chris Wynn is at, at a game live in person, they lose. Chris Wynn is the jinx. He's the bad luck. Chris Wynn, <laughs> it's true. Chris Wynn will be at my party on Sunday. So I Uh-oh. think the Aces take it down, and they, they definitely win game one because Chris Wynn will not be in the building. That's what I think. That's also good news. I, uh, I, 
I, I sit right behind you guys, and uh, I've, I've walked down and uh, shook uh, Chris uh, Wynn's hand. He's well, a good, good guy. How much did you pay for your tickets, by the way? Uh Boy, I don't know. Uh, I I got a whole bunch. I got like the season tape. I I screwed up too. Uh, they bombard you with emails, and I bought my uh, season tickets for next year, and uh, and I missed the playoffs. I missed the playoff email, um, and I I scrambled in a panic uh, like the last game of the season. The people sitting next to me were like, hey, "Did you get your playoff tickets?" And I was like, "What?" So I called, scrambled, and uh, was able to get. Uh, if there was a game five in the semifinals, I had that, and I have the rest of the finals tickets. All right. So. Well, I think, um, I, in my personal opinion, I think that uh, the Aces win. I, I give the Connecticut's uh, it's best of five, right? Yeah, boy, and I, I disagree with you. Connecticut was the one team that scared me all year, and and uh, and they're dirty, man. They just they just flop and scream bloody murder. And, not going to work. And yell at the refs the whole game. It's yeah. terrible. It's not going to work. It's, it's not going to work against the Aces, and here's why. First of all, the Aces are the best team in the league. Number one, number two, they're too fast. They're too athletic. The only way the Aces lose this series is if they get in a lot of foul trouble. Asia Wilson gets hurt, or uh, one of their other bigs gets hurt. Uh, I I think if they run the basketball and they do an okay job. They don't have to do a great job on the glass. Just do an okay job and limit offensive uh, rebound opportunities. I think the Aces are going to be just fine. I actually think this is a good matchup for the Aces. I thought a more difficult matchup was against Seattle because uh, Brianna is impossible to guard. Uh, I think they can guard any of these ladies, even underneath the basket, if they're just fundamentally sound. I think they will be okay. I think at the guard position, the Aces have a tremendous ex- advantage. Uh, Kelsey Plum is extremely difficult to guard. We know how good Chelsea, uh, uh, Chelsea Gray has been. I mean, she's been she's been unbelievable. So I mean, she's been MVP. Yeah. but I, I I think the key is Hamby. She was in the doghouse a little bit, and then she got hurt. So, but she's definitely critical in this game. And I, and the biggest factor to me is uh, is Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young. They kind of they kind of uh, shrunk a little bit under the bright lights. They need to you know they need they need to get their confidence back. I mean, yeah. hell, Kelsey Plum finished number three in the MVP balloting. I so. hear you. Listen, all those names, John, that you brought up are very important. I don't discount that. But I have been saying all along when the Aces play their best basketball and they win, it's when their leader has a good game. When Asia Wilson scores more than 20 points, look at their record. They almost always win. When Asia Wilson scores six or eight points, which is rare, but it happens, they lose. It's when they lost game one against Seattle. Asia Wilson had a miserable game. When Asia Wilson plays like Asia Wilson, this team is almost impossible to beat, I'm telling you. And uh, to me, I think she is the absolute key to this series. The best player on the floor needs to play like the best player on the floor. And I believe, as I just talked with Natalie Williams, I believe remembering, and I'm going to ask this in the press conference when they, after they win the championship, which I believe they will, assuming they win it at home, which they might not because that would have to be a game five, right? But if they do, I'm going to say, you know, Asia, after that last game of the year last year when you were emotional and your father had to help you off the floor, is that in the back of your mind? You don't want that to happen again, do you? I feel like that's her attitude this year. She will not accept anything other than winning a championship, John. And I think when it's all said and done, they will be holding the championship trophy in their hands, and Asia Wilson will be the WNBA Finals MVP. I I truly tell you that's what's going to happen. From from your lips to God's ears, man. All right, John. Good to hear from you, my friend. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks, John. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. And... um, it's a big sports weekend for Las Vegas. You got the Raiders in week one in what is a very winnable game on the road against the Chargers. You have the Las Vegas Aces on Sunday. 
Sorry to disappoint John. I might be not be there on Sunday. Uh, it's not the end of the world. The sky's not flowing. Nobody cares if Shapiro's not sitting media row. I'll be okay. It'll all be fine, and I can promise you none of the players are going to notice me uh, not being there. I promise. In fact, some of them may be happy that I'm not there. So it, it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. you got a sold-out crowd there. They're in good hands. And I'm pretty confident that uh, the Aces are going to take game one. You can't, you can't start off this series with a loss. By the way, why are the finals best of five? Shouldn't the finals be best of seven? Uh, you know, they, they worry about revenue, the WNBA, and they wonder why they lose money every year. Shouldn't the WNBA finals be a best of seven series? What the hell are they doing? And they started on week one. Yeah, and why would you have game one on a Sunday at noon? Hey, give me, give me at least Monday night. Okay, fine. Monday, you're battling Monday night football. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, right. Give me Saturday. Saturday. Give me Saturday game one. Give me, give me, get, see, this is why, this is part of the reason why the WNBA loses money every year. What are you doing, doing a best of five? And why on earth would you have the game on Sunday during a time, the worst time of the year where most sports fans are watching the NFL? Why would you do that? Right? Exactly. Why would you do that? Number to call 702-221-7283. You know, it's a league that loses money every year. You don't have to be a brain surgeon to say, have game one on Saturday. I agree with Numchuck. Have game one on Saturday. Or give them an extra couple days rest, a little more hype before game one, and have game one on Tuesday. I got an idea. Boy, this is tough. How about game one on Tuesday, game two Friday night? What's wrong with that? And then have game three. If you want to, okay, fine. If you want to have game three, don't have, no, don't have any games on Sunday unless it's game five. You know, then that makes sense. Why, why is it best of five? That's ridiculous. The Aces are probably going to win the championship on the road. Would have been nice if they if they you know won it at home. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Uh, obviously, if it's split one one, which we don't want to see happen, but if it is, then I think there's a good chance we see a game five at home. But um, I don't know. We're gonna have to uh, wait and see what happens here. But I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Can't wait for game one. I really can't. All right, take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to Pushing Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Mosfel. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you, his relationships with the prosecutors and judges, and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702 
848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. My J Supreme is the first national three-point contest where the finale ends right here in Las Vegas on Saturday, September 10th at Durango High School. On Championship Saturday, there's going to be $25,000 cash on the line. Winners from across the country will compete for the grand prize. Go watch and support the great cause, which is to raise money for community and gun violence intervention programs. There'll be an interactive fan contest where you can win cash and gift cards. Go to myjsupreme.com for more details. Again, myjsupreme.com. I want to tell you guys about one of my favorite doctors in the Valley, Dr. K. She's a board-certified internal medicine physician. She's been in practice for over 20 years, went to Yale. She believes in treating body and mind as a whole by achieving harmony and balance. She offers hormone replacement, Botox, skin rejuvenation, even snoring treatment, because we know how that could be annoying from time to time. Also, plasma treatments and so much more with cutting-edge technology. Please give her a call, 702-410-5779. You could also give her an email at cosmeticaesthetics.lv at gmail.com. Again, that number, 702 702- 410-5779. Call Dr. K. Tell them I sent you, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., at Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. My J Supreme is the first national three-point contest where the finale ends right here in Las Vegas on Saturday, September 10th at Durango High School. On Championship Saturday, there's going to be $25,000 cash on the line. Winners from across the country will compete for the grand prize. Go watch and support the great cause, which is to raise money for community and gun violence intervention programs. There'll be an interactive fan contest where you can win cash and gift cards. Go to myjsupreme.com for more details. Again, myjsupreme.com. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Friday. Thank you so much for joining us. Man, we got a busy weekend. Busy weekend of hoops. We just had Natalie Williams on, the general manager of the Las Vegas Aces. The WNBA Finals start on Sunday. But I say we have a basketball weekend because it's not just the WNBA Finals and obviously a fun NFL weekend. You've been hearing me talk about this for the last several weeks. The MyJ Supreme three-point shootout contest. 25 G's on the line in Las Vegas on Saturday. It's going to be at Durango High School. Yours truly will be there. I'll be commentating. They got a charity basketball game, celebrity game, 
And, uh, man, it's just going to be a lot of fun. And the guy we have with us in the studio is the, the, the man behind it, uh, everything. <laughs> He's been on this show before. He, last time he was in here was with uh, Anderson Hunt, Mr. Hunt, the MVP of UNLV, uh, the national championship team. Uh, Raphael Peterson joining us with My J Supreme. Raphael, good to have you here, my man. How you doing? Uh, B, thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on the show again. Absolutely. I like the shirt, by the way. Uh, I like appreciate it. it. I like it. I think you have one of these as well. I do. I do. Yes. The Boise State College Basketball Standout joining us in the studio Ooh. right now. Yeah, that's you right. way back. We're going back a little bit. That's okay. That's okay, Raphael. I'm old also, so don't, don't worry about it. Hey, this is exciting, right? We've been waiting uh-huh. for this day. It's tomorrow. I'll be there. Yes, sir. Uh, so tell me about, before we talk about the actual event, how you got this thing going to begin with. And I know it's also, you're donating a lot of this money towards charity as well, which is important to talk about. Absolutely. So what happened was, B, as we spoke before, what I did, yeah. we, we, we came up with a couple of things. And we said, what way can we give back to the community and to stop this gang violence and community violence in that, in that aspect? So we came up with this idea, three-point competition. It allows every person to compete young and old, versus you being a pro or a guy who is, um, we would say, went overseas. So what we've done, we, we created this competition to have fun where an 18-year-old can compete with a 50-year-old. But now we're down to the finals. <laughs> well, who, who is in the finals? How many players are left? It's, it's actually seven players left. So seven players left, and it's winner take all, right? Winner take all. <laughs> That's unbelievable. It's Twenty five grand. So how is this going? Now it's is it free to the public to attend? It's free to the public to attend. Durango High School, which I believe is like, isn't that right at like Durango and Sahara? Uh, uh, Seventy one West Dewey. Okay, I think I know where that is. Yeah. I should. I, I've been in Vegas yeah. long enough. So it's free to attend. So one p.m. It starts tomorrow. Yes, what do you, What do you guys got going there starting at one? Because I would imagine the finale is probably the at shootout. The, right? Yeah, the finale is at the shootout. So what we're going to do? We're going to have the first two rounds. So after we had the first two rounds, we'll have that social media celebrity game versus Durango High School basketball team. And we'll do that to get some fans excited, get the people involved, mm-hmm. the student body and the faculty involved. And then after that, the last two shooters for the 25000 cash. Now, when you say shooters, uh-huh. um, how many shots are they getting, and is there an allotted time? Like, what are the rules? So here's the rules. You have – it's shorter, it's set up just like the NBA. Yep. You have five shots from five different spots, which is a total of 25 shots. The first four shots are one point. We have a silver ball, which so is – So, like, like the money ball, like what they used to do yes. in the – I think they still do it, right, they in the three-point uh-huh. all-star weekend. Okay. Yes, sir. Yep. And so – and actually, we added uh, three bonus shots, and we call them the Steph Curry threes. Oh, they're so from, they're deep. They're deep. <laughs> Two from 28-foot line, like which is worth four points, yep. and a half-court shot. But you have a time seven. limit, right? Yep, a minute and 15 okay, seconds. Okay, so you can't be just taking your time no. and just sitting there. And <laughs> uh-uh, no, you, you, no, you have to be able to shoot it and shoot it quick. So these, these shooters, these seven that you have left, how many uh, shooters uh, made it down to seven? How many did you have to begin with? So you're talking about all across. We probably had... Probably about five fifty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So these uh-huh. are the fu- so all these guys can shoot the rock they pretty darn the rock. good. There you go. Uh, anybody that played college ball or anybody that played at a high level that you can mention? Well, it's one kid who everybody's think is the favorite it was the kid out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. He was the kid who hit the half court shot to win a thousand dollars in the first round. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he played college basketball. And it's a couple of other guys, but the guy locally is a guy named Shaq Hunter. And I like the name. Shaq Good basketball Hunter, name. <laughs> he, he can shoot the ball as well, but yep. it's going to be interesting to see if one of these yep. 
these social media influencers can really shoot the ball and if they can win. I would say my odds on favorite. If we could put it on the board in Vegas, yeah, we should. By the way, let's let's get them to put it William Hill in game wagering on uh, yeah, <laughs> my Jay's. Let's call him. my Jay Supreme. Yeah, yeah let's, let's do that. Let's see what can happen. <laughs> let's do that. I think that I think the favorite is a kid by the name of YPK Ray, social media influencer. He can really, really mm-hmm. shoot the ball, and I think if I was betting, I would bet him. So at 1 p.m., you're doing the first couple rounds. Uh, when you're done with those rounds, you're going to have the final set. Yep. Before the finals, you're going to let those two guys think about it a little there bit you go. for 25 Gs. Yeah. Uh, here's what I want to see happen, and okay. not everything happens at what I want. I want to see it come down to like the last rack of balls. Of course. I want to see it come down the last couple shots. That's what I, I want to see. See, I really <laughs> wanted to come down to the, to the Steph Curry threes, to be honest, just like it did in Detroit. I wanted to come down to that because it builds that excitement. Now, you're not allowing, like, if the last two guys say, hey, let's just chop, like in a poker tournament, right? If no. Got, yeah, poker tournament, down to two people. I think this guy's a better player than me. Hey, let's chop it. Let's, meaning, let's split it. There's no shenanigans going on here, right? You have to shoot it to win it. Right. I like that. That's it. I like that. Who do you got playing? It? So you said you have uh, Durango High School varsity players yes. uh-huh. playing against some social media influencers. Yes, Are you going to be playing in the game as well? No, I am not playing in the you game. You should have had me in there, but I can't run the floor. That's the problem. I can, I'll just sit there and wait for the ball and just put this Sean Merriam set shot up there, and I can't run because I'm so out of shape these days. But No, yeah. no so we have um, a young lady out of California, Never Miss Alley. She's a young lady who's a social media influencer as oh, okay. well. Cool. She'll be here. Then the kid, YPK mm-hmm. uh, Ray, he'll be here. Actually, then we have another kid by the name of Braxton Peacock. He is the young man who created on social media the best shooter on TikTok. Really? And he has probably about 1.4 million followers. I got to talk to this guy. Oh, that, yeah. That, sound, oh. that sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. I gotta, well, well, you'll get to I got to watch some of these people. So I'll be doing the uh, color commentary for the game, right? Yes, That's going to be a lot. Where, where can you stream this? So we're going to stream it on on we're going to stream it on YouTube. But we'll do some live in-game things on TikTok and on IG. So you're, are you streaming everything, not just the, 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 the game, but the actual shootout as well? The actual shootout oh, as okay, well. Cool. Everything, because we want the people to see it, yeah. to feel the action, and to have that, that environment where Man, I, I like this tournament. I can't I like wait it. for next year. So we're talking maybe a couple hours. Yeah, right? that's a couple Probably hours. Probably 1 to 3 p.m. That's it. Broadcasting live for a couple hours. There and, you go. and I think that's perfect. There and you go. Uh, just have, it, it's almost like the game is kind of like the halftime, so to speak. There right? you go. Uh, there I, I just go. like, can you imagine, like, I don't know if I'm if I'm in my early 20s or whatever, and uh, I made it to the finals, and I'm shooting for 25 G's. Yeah, I'd be throwing up in the bathroom during the game. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have to wear a diaper. I don't know. I'd, I'd be so nervous, man. I, uh-huh. My 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 legs would feel like jello. I don't know, man. I I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Like, what, what do you think was the most nervous you've ever been, like in your basketball career? Do you remember like a time where you were ever at the free throw line and you mm. couldn't feel your your legs? Like, well, I'm gonna tell you, as a young guy. This is what made me become the player that I became over the years as a 10th grader. I never played JV. I've always played varsity. But we were playing back in the city of Detroit against, mm-hmm. not against the great Anderson Hunt and Southwestern team. Right, right. We were playing against a team called Cody High School. Mm-hmm. And I started that game. And when I tell you I went into that environment and I was scared to death. Because <laughs> if you win the game. Right. When you leave out, you're going to lose the fight. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Because it's in the neighborhood. Right. So I was very nervous about that. But after that, I lost a couple of games, free throw line in the summer league, Mm -hmm. and then in practice. 
and I made it my business to make sure that I never lost a game. So this is a true fact. Wait, wait hold on. You when you were in the NBA summer league, is that what you? What did you no, say? No, no, no. And we was in high school. Oh, high school summer high school, league. High okay, school, I got you. Yep. Okay, I got you. High school. So, so you missed. So you missed some free throws in high school that cost your team a game. Yes, sir. Boy, that's a that's a rough feeling. Yeah. Right. But so what I end up doing, I, I made it my business to get better at that, and I have a state championship record. 1987 against Southwestern, I made 14 out of 17 free throws. Because, you know, almost losing losing that game in high school for you probably made you a better player, there you made go. you a better free throw shooter. There you go. You know, and it's funny because I was just talking about, you know, Asia Wilson, great player with the oh, Las yeah. Vegas Aces. Uh-huh. Last year, her last game, they lost a heartbreaker in the yes. final game, and she was emotional, and her father had to help her off the court. Uh-huh. And I said to myself, number one, well, that's tough to watch. Mm-hmm. You watch what she does next year. There you go. She's going to make sure that doesn't happen again. When you see great athletes, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying you have to be a Michael Jordan. When there you, you see, just see a competitive great athlete, like you obviously go. you were, uh-huh. uh, and maybe still are compared to me, you probably still are. <laughs> but when you see an athlete like that go yeah. through that kind of difficult whether it's missing a couple free throws losing uh-huh. a game for your high school team mm-hmm. or the WNBA championship whatever the case may be yeah you always seem to see that athlete rise and work harder yeah like Kobe-esque right work harder to make sure that when you're in that position again mm-hmm. you're not going to fail there you go and so you know, when you think about that to your point it's just that character yeah a person who gets knocked down what are you going to do? Getting knocked down ain't the problem because right. you're going to get knocked down in life every of single course. day. But what are you going to do after that? Mm-hmm. How are you re- going to respond to that situation mm-hmm. and become a better person and a better player or whatever it is? You could, it could be a math class. Right. You could have got an F on a test. Right. But what are you going to do after that to – Make it better. See that you sound like a really good co- like a basketball coach. Now, yes, that's sir. what you sound like. Yeah. You sound like a. I coach a you sound bit. like a good leader. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. So if you're just joining us, uh, we're joined by Raphael Peterson. He's uh, the man behind this uh, incredible shooting contest, the MyJ yeah. Supreme, uh, the championship. They had 550 players across the country, yeah. right? Yes, sir. 550 players competing in this mm-hmm. three point contest. And now they're down to seven, and what better place to do the finals than right here in Las Vegas? You've heard me talk about it on the show mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Durango High School, it's free to attend. Yes, sir. It's 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. You're going to see these seven individuals compete for a winner-take-all, 25. What do you, you give 20. them like a check? No, or do no. you just throw them cash? So <laughs> it's going to be 25,000 cash. If they win. Do you have they, the cash with you? Yes, sir. Is it in your pocket? Not Make sure pocket. you don't get robbed. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm from Detroit, so we, we we understand the whole dynamic. We know how to work the whole landscape. So we have the cash. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a whole. You're just going to hand them 25 cash. 20, oh, yes, I love that. Listen, see that the big check is a cliche, right? Give them cash. cash Let it rain, on. Benjamins. Right they, there, you go. All hundred dollar bills. I love so, that. We're going to have this whole thing where it's going to be a presentation. They're going to bring the, the cash in, and we got a crown. And we also have the king's throne chair. Oh, I, I really like that. So then the winner gets to sit in a chair, gets pictures. Everything is going to go out on social media. It's going to be great. So this is just the beginning for you, though. Yes, right. Sir. This is the first year, right? First this year. is just the, beginning. just the beginning. So imagine where this is going to go, you know, years down the road. There you uh, go. I, th- I think it's pretty cool, and I love the fact that anybody can do it. There you go. Anybody can do it. There you go. You better know how to shoot, otherwise you're going to be throwing your money away. But yes, any- sir. anybody can do it. Except for... No pros, just regular. You job. just you just can't be a professional. There you can't you or a former professional. Former professional. You could yeah. not. You cannot have been paid to play the game of basketball. There you go. You could play college ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But sir. but you would not be allowed to play in this. I wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> I, I, I made a, I got made a little money. You made basketball. a little. You made a little bit of cash <laughs> uh, professionally. Yes, sir. All right. So. Uh, 
Give out the website information yes, if sir. people want more information on this. And we got a couple more minutes here, and this is probably the most important thing about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're raising money uh, to charity. Yes, sir. Talk to me a little bit about that. So our website is myjsupreme.com. But you can also follow us on IG and TikTok. But it's more important that we we understand that this is about GBI, CBI work, gun and community violence intervention programs. We're looking at too many people losing their lives on every single day Mm -hmm. for senseless violence. Well, I work for an organization back in the city of Detroit. We are the number one GBI, CBI program in the country, Ceasefire Detroit. But the problem is, I'm going to age out, okay? We're going to need the young people to get behind this whole movement because there's the one, they are the ones who are suffering every single day. When you look at the TV, 14-year-old, yeah. 15-year-old, 17-year-old person is killed. Gun violence. Every day. Every yeah. single day. Yeah. Community violence. So what we're doing, we have to raise awareness, but skip awareness. Let's have an impact. Start teaching the young people, hey, we have to be part of the solution right. and not our problem. We have to stand up to be accountable and responsible right. for what's going on. If me and you hanging out, B, and say we on the basketball team, yeah, B has a girlfriend. I'm hearing that B is he likes to hit on her. If I don't stand up as a as a guy, right, I gotta say something. Of course, I gotta say something. Yep. I'm part of the problem if I don't stand up. So yeah. what we're doing. We're going to raise this money for these programs, and hopefully in the next couple of years we can raise tons of money because the problem is not going to go away. Right. We have to fix it. It has to be solution-based, and that's what we do. I, I love the fact that you're doing that, and I mm-hmm. love the fact that I'm a part of something that, yes, that will impact lives. I think yes, that, that's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I will see you there at Durango. I'll be there a little before 1. I'll yeah, be you got, I hope you come a little bit. I'll be there a little bit earlier, yeah. and I look forward to You know, the last time I did some uh, – well, play-by-play I did for my college uh, basketball team back, wow. back in the day. Central Connecticut State University is where I went. Wow. Uh, and I did uh, – th- there's some big uh, high school tournaments uh, that are in town in Las Vegas. And uh, I've done I've done a few big ones. And why am I drawing a blank now? Who's the kid uh, from Duke who's in the NBA now who's been injury-plagued? Uh, Sir, uh, oh, I'm number Shapiro. one draft pick. Shapiro. What the heck is his name? I'm losing my are mind. Are you thinking Reddick? No. No, is it Shapiro? No, no. Uh, he plays for uh, – is it the Pelicans? No, I'm losing my mind right now. For Played Duke? for Duke. Mm. One year for Duke. Okay, well, I'm losing my mind now. You are. I'll think of the name. Don't uh, Zion. Oh, Zion. Yeah, Zion. yeah, Zion. How yeah, did yeah. I forget his name? Yeah. I'm an idiot. Anyway, yeah. the last game I broadcasted was when Zion was a high school basketball player. Wow. So nice. it's been a little while. It's been That's a little cool. while. Hey. That was fun, though. Well, uh, I appreciate uh, you coming in. I can't wait to be there tomorrow. I will see you there. I thank you. And for uh, it's going to be fun. I have no idea who's going to win. Yeah. But all I want is it to go down to the wire. And I want it to be Larry Bird. Last ball going in. Put his hand up like Favorite. that. I want it to be Larry Bird. Legend. Larry Bird ask. Uh, all right. Well, good to see you, Raphael. And Thank I will you, see sir. you tomorrow. Have fun in Vegas tonight. Oh, absolutely. Don't be too hungover, though, because you got a job. No, 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 no. Okay, no, good. So, <laughs> now, after the contest, then we'll do Okay, something. then we can party. All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Raphael. Good to see you, my friend. That's Thank Raphael you. Peterson. Please check him out tomorrow. Durango High School. I will be there 1 p.m. Uh, but don't go for me. Go for the great basketball and raising money for uh, for charity and a great cause. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Dr. Stephen Fry is going to be joining us. Oh, we got a lot to get to with him. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP.
Oh, yeah, I know my 90s alternative rock, baby. Nothing like a little STP to get your weekend going. Welcome back. It's Pushing the Limits on a Friday. By the way, we're just a couple days away from Monday Night Football, and guess who's hosting a Monday Night Football party at Sapphire Gentlemen's Club? Yours truly, Mr. Brian Shapiro. Uh, It's going to be an open bar, 4 to 7 p.m., and a buffet, quality food, I must say, because their buffets are awesome at Sapphire. 25 bucks? You can't beat that. What a deal. And it's against the Broncos and the Seahawks, a big football game for the first Monday night football game of the year. We're going to be broadcasting a podcast there and helping to host the party. I love this place. I love Sapphire. Oh, yeah, the view's pretty good, too, by the way. The view's pretty good. We broadcasted there a few weeks ago at the pool. So, do, they, do they have topless over there, uh, I, I Well, I, I'm not going to be topless, no, but, but others they, they will. they do have yeah. topless. Oh, others will. Goodness. Dr. Stephen oh. Fry will not be topless, <laughs> just, so, just so everybody knows. But that's going to be Monday, so please check us out. At Sapphire Gentlemen's Club this Monday. Come by, say hello. Uh, it's going to be awesome there. My, my, uh, my favorite part of medical school was female breast exams. Just, just for the oh, record. I, I, envy, I envy you for that. It's, it's the male breast exams that I wouldn't be too fond of. But anyway, he is Dr. Stephen Fry. He's joining us in the studios. He does every single Friday. Doc, it is good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you doing? Good to hear you. Doing good to okay. See you again. A lot, lot going on in the news, <laughs> to say it, the least. Incredible. And we have incredible. lots to get to. But before I, I mention that, I get to say this uh, for you loyal listeners out there. I love giving stuff away on this show. I gave out three books on the show yesterday uh, that were published by Anthony Curtis, professional gambler. And Anthony Curtis said, take the under in the game yesterday. He was right. Uh, and a lucky caller called in and, and, and won these three books at $100 value. Well, now we have restaurant gift certificates that we're giving away today. We're going to be giving away a $25 gift certificate to Hash House of Go-Go. Boy, the, you order one entree there, you can eat for a week. They give you right. so much food. And a $21 gift certificate to Italio. Uh, so two restaurants, two gift certificates. Uh, we're going to be giving those out uh, here in a little bit at the bottom of the hour. So stick around for that, Doc. And, uh, and those uh, are courtesy of K-Shop, our host here. $21 is a very interesting interesting number for a gift certificate, I might add. It must, it's an interesting it, it, it number. Must, it might be the cost of most of their entrees. <laughs> probably, probably, yes. but th- those are two good restaurants, by the a- way. So, absolutely. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So, I, you know, I haven't done a lot on the Queen who, who passed away. Uh, I'm not, I, the reason why I'm not saying tragically or anything, because she died of old age. It she was, was a, a very it, healthy it lady. Was yeah. a life of dignity and service, and yeah. uh, I have been to London five times. The first time when I was in the Army in 1969. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love it, and I I think that nobody does pomp and circumstance with more dignity than the British. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed the church service this morning. Everybody was dressed nicely. Two thirds of the guys had jackets and ties. One third had collar shirts. Nobody in a t-shirt. Not a single lady in a tank top. Mm-hmm. And the, the 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 people that lined up outside of Buckingham Palace. I've never seen so many flowers in my life. Doc, you know the image All I noticed, though? Dignitary, yes. The, no, the image that reminded me of the orange turd who was walking ahead of her. Do you remember that I image? Do, I that do. video was resurfacing on social and, media and, where and, Donald and, Trump walked ahead of the queen. And, uh, and the reason I mention <laughs> the whole thing is to compare the dignity of the British politicians and, right. and, and the monarchy. To the orange turd. To, yeah. to, <laughs> to the uh, bullying and total... De, I don't know what the word for disdignity is, yeah. craziness that, that we have with our last president. And uh, I just think that it's worth noting how nice it was. They have the bagpipes, the choir. Uh, the, there was a, a male uh, a priest singer who had, in with the echo in that room, was the most incredible 
uh, singing you're ever going to hear. And I, I listened to the King's speech. King Charles did want to wish him well, and the family uh, has to sure. deal with the loss of yeah, an very, amazing lady. An amazing lady. I mean, the tragedy was obviously Princess Diana. I mean, yeah. that was just uh, that is correct. That was just such an awful crash, and she no was such question. a wonderful lady, yep. and that was just. Uh, yes. That was devastating to the world, really. And I think the yeah. fact that it has uh, that the Queen lived so long yeah. gave Prince Charles, who is now King Charles, a chance to recover yeah. from the divorce and sure. the death. And Camilla is now widely accepted. He's widely accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the people hug and kiss him as he walked down the line. Yeah. I just think that I, I, I'm just so thrilled to see that kind of respect and dignity mm-hmm. that I just dream we will someday get again. Well, hopefully, uh, but the opposite of dignity, as you know, is is a big story that took place, uh, sadly, in Las Vegas, and it's become a national story. CNN did a story on this murder in Las Vegas, yes. uh, and I'm not going to use the term allegedly anymore. I'm done with that. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Robert Tellus, the Clark County public administrator, who, uh, from all evidence point, pointing to the fact, uh, killed this uh, journalist, uh, uh, who uh, Harriman, who has been on my show, by the way, a couple times. Good guy, good journalist, yes. nice guy. Absolutely. Widely respected, dignified, professional, right. honest, absolutely. Very good at what he did, too. And, absolutely. And what we're learning is the only, for the mo- most part, the motive was just didn't like the articles this guy was putting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yesterday, just to give people a little bit of update, because we covered this story yesterday, I yes. had one of Tellus's friends on the show. Mm-hmm. I had one of uh, Harriman's friends on the show yesterday. Uh, so this guy, Tellus, uh, this scumbag, uh, made an appearance in court yesterday. Obviously, there was no bail set. He's a murderer. The judge made the right decision. But the new information we had uh, from the court appearance yesterday was that the fingernails of Harriman, they checked for DNA, and there was DNA from Tillman that were on the fingernails. The evidence is overwhelming. There's blood. Uh, His car was there. He's seen leaving the scene of the crime and going there. Uh, It's all there. Not only is this guy a murderer, but he was also so stupid he didn't throw away his clothes. They found his clothes from the murder and everything else. So obviously the guy's guilty as day. I will um, tell you, though, This is not a political story. To anybody who is a normal, rational human being, this story is not about politics. And and nobody should care whether this guy was a Democrat or Republican. But I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about. Yes. There are thousands of Republicans, maybe more, and even some people in this town that are despicable, that are pointing out, and they love to point out that this yes. guy Tillis is a Democrat. There's oh, a, wow. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. So they're complaining that this one idiot who killed one people was a Democrat. Yes. But when tens of thousands stormed, tens of thousands Trumpy Republicans stormed the Capitol mm-hmm. on January 6th, yep. they didn't even want to have an, an investigation into Well, that. you're right. So, so all of those thousands... Yeah. Don't count. But this one guy who mm-hmm. just happens to be a Democratic yeah. crazy, that's the important one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. And, and I'll get to all that. You're right. Uh, so there's a, I'm just going to give you one example of this moron who went on mm-hmm. my show a couple years ago because my former co-host wanted this guy to come on. His name is Scott Pressler, and probably nobody in Vegas knows who this guy is. Anyway, he does have a large following on social media. Scott Plus Pressler doesn't have a real job. He's a guy that goes from state to state trying to get people to sign up to be Republicans and vote. Okay, That's sure. his only reasoning uh, of existence because he doesn't have a real job anyway on twitter he's called the persistence i call him the persistent moron but anyway here's what he tweeted yesterday which i find so despicable quote democrat robert tellus the clark county public administrator was arrested as the suspect in the fatal stabbing of a reporter who was investigating tellus democrats are now silencing their opposition literally now let me tell you how despicable this statement is First of all, the fact that this guy's a Democrat has nothing to do with anything. Second of all, taking one guy who happens to be a Democrat, 
uh, and painting all Democrats to be murderers is not only sickening and despicable, it makes you to look like a complete right-wing buffoon that you are. But he is not alone. There are people in this city that are quick to point out that this guy, tell us, is a Democrat. You see what the Democrats do? It's a Democrat. This is one madman. Some people who happen to be Democrats murder people. No, I'm not going to settle down because this no. pisses me off, Doc. Oh, okay. This All pisses right. me off. Just, Some, I'm passionate. <laughs> okay, that, right. you, that right. you can do. Sorry, right. Doc. This pisses me off beyond belief All right. because there are bad people in this country no and in the world, Doc, as you know, yes. that could be Democrat, could be Republican. Doc, okay. who cares? Who cares? Well, I, I, but I want to point out, I'm so glad you brought this out as a mm-hmm. segue to what I had prepared for today. And what I compared for today yep. was the fact that Trump, 11 of Trump associates have now been charged and convicted of crimes. 11, okay? And these include Bannon and Tom Barrick and Flynn. 11 people. So if you're associated with Trump, yep. Papadopoulos, Roger Stone, 11, okay? Mm-hmm. So then we should take a look at our fellow Republicans under others. So if you look at the total uh, most criminal indictments, mm-hmm. under Trump we had 215. Under Nixon we had 76. Under Reagan we had 26. Those are the three Republicans. Together you got over 300. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at the Democrats. The most among the Democrats for, for convictions were, were Clinton with two. Yeah. Carter had one. Right. Obama, who Trump hates, had zero. Not one conviction in the Obama eight years in the White House. So if you want to talk about real facts, not an individual outsider who happens to be nuts and kills a reporter, right. the facts are that Trump has 11 convicted criminals, and the Republicans have over 300 and we have three. That's a hundred to one ratio of convictions. So let's talk well, about the, the big picture. Those are the facts. Those but are listen, the facts. I don't want to make this political. Uh-huh. But if people want to go there, I want to. I want to give all the facts. If you right. Want to go political. Right. No. 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 I'm. I'm glad you did yes. that because you're right. That's but it. the point I'm making is I don't want to go political when it comes to this local story. That. Okay. Uh, of this, but. But if people want to go there. Yes. Okay. Riddle me this. Who's the person that has been attacking the media the most over the course of the last five or six years? Who Trump, started the phrase? Trump. Trump. Who started fake the phrase? News. Fake news. Fake Trump. news. Trump. Why were pipe bombs sent to CNN? Listen, I don't like. I have a disdain for people like Tucker Carlson, right? And Sean Hannity. I'm with you. Okay, but I would never condone violence, nope. and I would never want anybody. Go, even though I nope. think they're very dangerous to the country. This is a journalist. We're talking about journalism here. The, the President Trump former I hate to even call him that. I'm just going to call him Trump. Orange turd. <laughs> Trump, Trump encouraged violence against the FBI and the Department of Justice in his last rally. Unbelievable that he would this do that. This stuff has to stop because, you know, the, the interesting thing, I shouldn't use, I probably shouldn't call it interesting, Doc, but, you know, this guy tell us, beautiful wife, nice kids, beautiful family. Was he a little cuckoo? Sure, but nobody ever expected. He just snapped one day. He just snapped. But that's my thing, Doc. There are crazy people in the world. I'm a psychiatrist. You don't have to tell me. I treated him my whole career. So can I ask you this then? Sure. Since you are, yeah, you've been doing this for a long time in in your life. You've dedicated yourself Mm -hmm. to psychiatry. I want to ask you this. Here's a guy who has a wife, beautiful wife, beautiful kids, nice family. Mm -hmm. 
Obviously, he didn't like some of these articles that were being put out. He had the extramarital affairs, right? Yep. He had stuff going in his personal life, but he's still a successful guy. He's got a lot of money. He's got a beautiful family. Elected official. So let me ask you this from a medical standpoint. I mean, yeah. How can you explain something? He just, what happened? He just snapped one day? People do, absolutely. How? Uh, how does that happen? The chemicals in your brain? like That's exactly right. How does that I'll, I'll never forget one time I got a call from the psychiatric hospital. I was in practice in California. I got a call, this goes back to the late 90s, from a psychiatric hospital in Hawaii. They had a 75-year-old woman there who went shopping in a jewelry store, wanted to buy a $6,000 bracelet, and when her credit card was denied as it was overdrawn, the jeweler was very smart because she sounded a little frantic. He thought she was manicky. So he called the police. They took it to the psychiatric psychiatric hospital in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. She no psychiatric history ever. Was a grandmother. She had a first break manic episode at age seventy five. They had to have a, a follow up appointment set in California when she came home in order to release her from the hospital. So they were calling me to set up an appointment so they could ethically release her to come back to follow up care. Excellent care. Yeah. Never had a problem in her life. Seventy five years old. First break. Bipolar disorder. I have a dear friend of mine, a retired pediatrician, one of my best friends. Lifelong. He was the head of the Department of Pediatrics in the right. hospital. Yeah. At 82, first break. It can happen, tragically. And then, as another segue, I bring this book that's called The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump. This is a book that was written by 37 psychiatrists <laughs> six or seven years ago, mm-hmm. giving him multiple diagnoses. Multiple. It was a bestseller at the time. A but, lot of people don't know about it. But, Doc, you know, I'm sure you would agree with me. You know, somebody like Trump, he's been doing this for decades and decades. We Correct. know he's a narcissist. We yes. know he's got mental illness. Right. But this is a guy, Yep. from my understanding, yes. lived a pretty normal life. Yes. Beautiful family. Right. Okay, it's it's one thing to be agitated at someone yes. and angry. Yes. But to take this is premeditated. He t- this wasn't a crime of passion. And I'm explaining to yeah. you that this happens. The most common age of most bipolar and schizophrenia is mid-teens to early 20s, most common onset. For women, the most common onset of depression is at the age 50-ish, give or take, a, for menopausal women. It These are breakout cases out of the clear blue sky. can happen to anybody. So, obviously... Our first thought is with the family of who lost the, the victim. But, Absolutely. But someone was making this case to me online in their right. While the first person I think about is the person who lost their life and their family, there are other victims here too. This guy's family didn't do anything wrong. No, absolutely. And now these kids are growing up without a father. Yes, you could yes. make the argument they're probably better off. Um, but what do you think Telus is thinking from a psychiatric standpoint? Obviously, he's suicidal. Talking, when you say the kids are better off, that's with the father. You're talking with about the father the in jail. Okay, I thought you were talking about the kids about are better the off with their father with, in jail because yeah, well, he, I got yeah. You. Okay. But what do you think, from a mental standpoint, I would think Telus has to be suicidal. He, pro- he did self-harm to himself the day cops arrested him. Uh, I would think he's probably on suicide, Raj. He, what he, do you think is going through his no, mind if, right now? If, if he has any hint of suicidal ideation when he is admitted to jail, well, he will be put on suicide watch. He has to be because he tried yes, to kill himself they, they, already. They, they, they will take away all belts. They'll give him clothing that will rip if he tries to hang himself. Uh, he'll have a, a mattress with no sheets that he can use. They were, I worked in two different jails, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Carson City Northern Nevada Correctional Center, which is the state prison, and I also worked at the Henderson City Jail. I'm very familiar with this. It's, it, once in a great while, somebody is able to pull it off. I mean, uh, when I was a resident at UC in San Francisco, 
one of the female patients while on the psychiatric unit drowned herself in two inches of water in the bathtub. Do you think Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, or do you think I was... do not? No, no, no. Do you no, think no, it was no. murder? I absolutely think he was. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. That's a uh, but when. You have two different types, right? You have a crime of passion, Correct. which is sometimes a domestic dispute, right. not planned, and somebody just kills yes. somebody, which is horrible. Yes. This was not that case. This was someone who, even though it might have not been very well planned yes. out, he did it, I don't know, it's kind of weird. He did it during the day with a knife. I think that what will happen, since this was a reputable member of the community who became right. a killer, he is going to get a psychiatric evaluation. Right. Because his lawyer is going to want to get him off by reason of insanity. So he is going to get a psychiatric evaluation. Now, whether that gets made public or not is another question for the courts to decide. But he will get a complete psychiatric evaluation, and he may turn out to have a psychiatric diagnosis. Here's my problem with that. Yep. And, and from with your expertise, I want to get your thoughts on this. If you kill somebody, yes. you're obviously mentally deranged in Correct. some way or another. Right. I can't think of one normal, sane individual that was thinking very clearly when he killed somebody. Right. I don't like it when people say, well, let's, let's, let's get him on insanity. Obviously, you're insane. Uh, you try to murder somebody or you kill somebody, you're going to be crazy, yeah. right? Remember Hinckley who shot Reagan? Yes, he spent. He may still be in prison, as far as I know. He came up for parole, and I don't, yeah. I don't remember if he was released or right. not. But it's been what fifty years, right? So I mean, even if you're convicted by reason of insanity, it doesn't. Well, the guy it, who killed John Lennon. It doesn't mean you're getting out the following month to go have pizza with your buddies. The guy who killed John Lennon. Yes, seems yes. like a normal guy. Yes. So uh, I yeah. mean, just just because you get off by reason of insanity may mean you don't get the death penalty. It doesn't mean you're going to have anywhere near a normal free existence. Do you do you believe in the death penalty or no? No. I do why? Not. Tell me why. I'm going to tell you why, and I'm ardently against it because, number one, the pro-lifers cannot be uh, for the death penalty, but they are. It's another, it's another one of their hypocrisies. And the death penalty does not work. What happens is it costs us more money to go through all the legal appeals over the years and years and years. It's not expensive to keep a prisoner in jail and give him three meals a day. They're not feeding them lobster and some filet mignon. <laughs> They're getting bologna sandwiches and a pancake. Right. So it's not expensive. So since it's been proven over and over and over again that it does not deter murder and crimes, and since it takes a life, and since it sets a bad example. That's why I'm against parents t spanking their kids. Because if it's okay for a parent to spank the kid, it's okay for the kid to hit another kid. To an you, extent, you, I get that. I, think this is, I, I do know, understand your if, point. If the, and and, and uh, I treated tons of kids over the years. And what works much better is to take away the thing they like best. If they like the Game Boy best and they do something wrong, you take away the Game Boy for a week. That has A spanking hits, hurts for three seconds and it's forgotten. It does not work. Unless it's pleasurable with my dating life, but and, we don't have to talk I, about that. Well, that's a different, that's, that, that, that's erotic play. That's not, that's not child. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. I know you Okay, are. but let's but, go but, back to the death penalty. But I want to I talk about taking away the most important thing. Yeah. My oldest son is a genius. He taught himself to read at three and a half with Ernie and Bird on Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. His favorite thing in the world was reading. Mm -hmm. So if he did something wrong, take away something. I like. took away the and my friends will say you can't take away reading. Yeah. I said that's the only thing he pays attention to, and it worked, and he changed and, his behavior. And what you're saying behavior makes modification sense. is what it is. What yes. you're saying makes sense when yes. it comes to the parenting stuff. I right. agree with you. Yes. Here's where I think we disagree a little bit. Um, when it comes to I don't know, let's just say a, a rapist, a, a guy yes. who raped ten kids. God forbid, okay. it happens sadly. 
I don't believe that person deserves to be on the planet. I don't want him eating three meals a day. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I believe that's the kind of person with DNA evidence that deserves to be killed. Now, listen, if you had it my way, I believe he deserves to be stoned to death. Right. That's never going to happen in this country. I understand that. We're not going to bring back the kids that he has harmed. All we're doing is tell other people that murder is okay. If it's o- just like it, just like but if why it's o- does he deserve like, to just, be alive? Just like if it's okay for the parent to hit the kid, then it's okay for the kid to hit other kids. If it's okay for society condone one kind of murder, people will dis- distort it and say it's okay, okay for other. So kind how of do you murder. answer this then? Yes. If you murder somebody, yes, they're six feet underneath the ground. Right. They have no freedom. They right. have no life. They're right. dead. Yes. How can you make the argument that the person who took that life, yes. the justice is, well, you got to be behind bars, but you still get to play cards with inmates. You still get to watch TV. No, 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 no. When you're all by yourself in a cell, you're not playing cards. with. You may not be in solitary. Well, but... that's solitary. <laughs> Why do you deserve to enjoy three meals a day? Why do you deserve anything? Uh, I don't believe they deserve anything. I also don't believe they deserve to yeah. be murdered. And I think that the cost of murder. Well, not murdered. Executed. executed. There's a difference. Okay. Killed. Yeah. Executed. Executed. Death penalty. The cost yeah. of that. So, so you're willing for your position to waste a few million dollars on every one of these in government legal. Well, I have an issue the, with that. That needs oh, to change. Oh, I agree with you with that. It, so how are you going to change? Well, I agree with you with that. I yeah, think you're if you change, you're going to change the I constitution. If you get the death penalty, you should be able to have one appeal, and that's it. That Done. I agree with you. It takes way happen. too. I agree with you. It's and not going to happen. The few people that are getting the death penalty today, yeah. it takes forty years. So I'm with you on that. That that's a fair point, and I, I agree with you. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, uh, by the way, coming up here in just a few minutes, we're going to be giving out two gift certificates. And, and so to just continue this yep. one more second before yep. the gift certificates. Yeah. So if somebody in fact committed the murder with a psychiatric diagnosis, they still should be killed in your mind, executed. I think every situation is different. Oh, okay. So so um, so we've set that situation. Aside. Well, I don't know. Uh, no, uh, I don't know. I think every. I'm not saying if you All kill right. some. For example, if you're drunk yes. and you kill somebody, yes. I'm not. Uh, I think you deserve to spend a lot of years behind bars, but I'm not sure you deserve the death penalty. I think every do, do, case. Do, do you, Scott no, Peterson let, let, deserves let me ask the death you another penalty. Another question: Do you want to be the one to inject the prisoner with the drugs that kill him? Do you want that job? I don't. I don't want to. Well, I, I don't want to do it. I, there are people that would. Oh, but but you don't want to do it. I don't want to work in a correctional oh, okay. facility oh, okay. either. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, these are all these are all complicated. You know what? I wouldn't issues. have a problem with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna look you in the eye right now and tell you this: if the money was now, it's not a job I would enjoy. Yeah. But if if I was told Scott Peterson, who killed yeah. his wife and unborn child, I remember. Yeah. Brian, um, you're gonna be the one to inject him with whatever to kill him. I would look you and say, fine. For he deserves a, to die. What, for a hundred bucks, for a thousand, how much do you want to do that? You job? know what, Scott Peterson, I'd do it for free. Oh, okay, all right. It, it, that's just me. We just disagree. All right. All right. It, this is a guy who killed his wife and unborn child. He all deserves right. to die. If I could I, put a gun to his head and shoot him, I would. All right. I'm just telling you. Right. Um, there are certain people in society, and I understand right. you make a very valid point with how long it takes and the money it costs. Right. Very fair point, and I agree with you. I'm talking from a moral standpoint. Yeah. Forget about all the other stuff. Right. If you rape children, if you killed your wife, an unborn child, 
in my personal opinion, I would have no problem in, in, in right. pressing that button. That's just me. Uh, but I understand where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah. Eye for an eye. Some people don't agree with that. Yeah, right. um, but it is what it is. Hey, what do you say we give some stuff away? Good idea. What do you say we do that? And then we're going to lighten up the mood a little bit. We're talking about some dark stuff here. Right. I do want to talk about this tennis player uh, who's made history. Fabulous. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we come back. All right. So, Doc, uh, this was your idea. So I have right. you to thank for this. So I want to thank the yeah. people at K-Shop. And they're in the same building with us here, 1400 a.m. And from, I think it's uh, 7 to 9 in the morning and then 4 to 6 in the afternoon, they have this show. You call in the same number that we have here. Give the number, please, that we have here. Sure, 702-221-7283. That's the yep. number you call. And they sell all kinds of local certificates for yep. food, entertainment, shows, hotels. And you've been a customer for a long I've time. I've been a customer. When I first moved yeah. to town 12 years ago, I was driving around, yeah. heard them on the radio, and I found my first luxury apartment, which was a $1,400 a month luxury apartment for 700 bucks, and I stayed in that building for a year. Oh, so they cool. did good, and yep, I yep. saved 700 bucks, yep. and I've been buying hotels in South Utah for 15 bucks, restaurants for 10 bucks that are worth $25. And so we have two coupons to give away. The new customers, you cannot be an existing customer of K-Shop. But if the, the fifth caller that calls it, okay, uh, let's Chuck, make it easy go for them. Work. We're going to yeah. go number three, the third th- caller. The third customer yep. that calls in gets the two certificates. They'll just have to pick them up here, yep. or we can mail them out either way. For the hash house or go go. And right now, by the way, if you call right now, 702-221-7283. Again, that number, 702-221-7283. I am taking, we are taking, the third caller right now. You're going to win a $25 gift certificate to Hash House of Go-Go and a $21 gift certificate to Italio. Those are two pretty cool restaurant certificates. Third caller right now, you just can't be a prior customer of K-Shop. But if you're the third caller right now, we are taking calls right now, 702-221-7283. And again, that number, 221-7283. No strings attached. You are going to win these two certificates. Third caller right now. So be sure to call in again that number, 702 Two two one seven two eight three, and you know we get this winner on the line, and uh, we are going to put them on the air and congratulate them because we are such nice people. Uh, we are, and we like to, <laughs> and we like to keep our citizens alive <laughs> and eating well in Vegas restaurants. Yes. That's right, uh, Numchuck. Do we have a winner? I think I think we have a winner right now. I think we have a winner. Numchuck is is doing his work. He's he's doing his due diligence he, right now. I am so pleased that we, and we we're calling him Hipchuck from now on. Don't forget. By him. the way, Hash House of Go Go, they they're Fabulous. their food is so good, Fabulous. isn't it? Yes, isn't it so good? All right, we got to put the winner on the air. We have a winner, Numchuck. Who we got, my man? Who do we got? Colby. 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 Congratulations, you're our winner, my friend. How are you? Awesome. Thank well, you. I well, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, congratulations. Uh, you just won a $25 gift certificate to Hash House, which is an awesome place. $21 gift certificate to Italio. Uh, uh, Numchuck, uh, I know I know. Doc doesn't like me calling him Numchuck, but he is going to uh, take down your information. You come down to the station and you pick him up, okay, my friend? Awesome. I appreciate it very much. Great show. You, Thank you. You're not, a cust- you're not a current customer of K-Shop, right? It's been probably 10 years, 10, 15 years since All I've right, been a good. shopper. I think okay. he's okay. Well, All right, Colby, good. Good. All right. Colby, yeah. we're going to put you on hold and get your information. Congratulations, my friend. Thanks for listening. There you go. See, we feed our listeners here, we Doc. Do. That's what we with, do on this show. We, we treat them with respect, which is what That's I love right. about well, the British monarchy and, well, and the British people. You're a better man uh, than I. When somebody calls in and they're a MAGA, I don't always treat them with respect, Doc. Well, That's just I, me. I try. I, I, <laughs> it's hard sometimes, Doc. I, I may disagree with them vehemently, but I'm still going to be respectful.
respectful. It's hard sometimes. There's no question. It's hard. Uh, I struggle with that every day, Doc. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Congratulations, Colby. Uh, We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, let's let's switch topics here and something that is very positive. Uh, Since it's a Friday afternoon, uh, you know, getting ready for the weekend. Doc, I grew up a big tennis fan. Me and my dad used to go to the U.S. Open every year. When we come back, the first African-American to make the semifinals of the U.S. Open since Arthur Ashe. This is such an awesome story, and it has everything to do with immigration. It's got everything tied into it, and it's a wonderful story. So he is Dr. Stephen Fry. I'm Brian Shapiro. We're going to talk about that when we come back. It's a wonderful story. Uh, You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? When you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. I want to tell you guys about one of my favorite doctors in the Valley, Dr. K. She's a board-certified internal medicine physician. She's been in practice for over 20 years, went to Yale. She believes in treating body and mind as a whole by achieving harmony and balance. She offers hormone replacement, Botox, skin rejuvenation, even snoring treatment, because we know how that can be annoying from time to time. Also, plasma treatments and so much more with cutting-edge technology. Please give her a call. 702-410-5779. You could also give her an email at cosmeticaesthetics.lv at gmail.com. Again, that number, 702-410-5779. 
888-379-5779. Call Dr. K. Tell them I sent you, and I promise you won't be disappointed. My J Supreme is the first national three-point contest where the finale ends right here in Las Vegas on Saturday, September 10th at Durango High School. On Championship Saturday, there's going to be $25,000 cash on the line. Winners from across the country will compete for the grand prize. Go watch and support the great cause, which is to raise money for community and gun violence intervention programs. There'll be an interactive fan contest where you can win cash and gift cards. Go to myjsupreme.com for more details. Again, myjsupreme.com. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Friday. Dr. Stephen Fry in studio was just talking to them about my love life. And, uh, Doc, I got to tell you, something that has worked for me, something called testosterone therapy. I'm getting it done at uh, Sahara West Urgent Primary Care. They're located at Sahara and Jones. Doc, I know you've been there as well. There's some wonderful yes. people there. Good clinic. Good they're, they're, aren't they amazing? Yeah. By the way, they take most insurances. And if right. you don't have insurance, $95 self-pay. Yeah. Give them a call, 702-248-0554. Visit them online. It's a Hair West Urgent Care. They take care of kids, too. When I stopped by, there was a mother and a child there, and they were very nice to the little five-year-old boy. He was playing with the toys. And well, I love the fact that you're kids. supporting yeah. some of my advertisers Absolutely. on the show, so I appreciate Absolutely. it. And, I, and, you know, listeners out there, I've always told them, you love what I do? Then uh, support uh, yes. people that support me. Yes. Uh, and I appreciate that very much. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. So, Doc... Um, my father used to take me to the U.S. Open in Flushing Meadows, New York. I grew up in Connecticut, right? Uh-huh. So my dad was like a big ping-pong player, but we also were tennis fans, right? right. So this was back in the day. Uh, I don't know how big of a tennis fan you are, but of course the days of Jimmy Connors, John right, McEnroe, right, right. Sure. Arantxa Sanchez, Vicario, Gabriela Sabatini. You know, so we would go every year. And actually, it's wow. funny. We were just talking about Princess Diana because I remember I was at the U.S. Open the morning that the story broke that Princess oh, Diana gosh. was killed. Um, but I used to go to the Open every year with my dad, and I loved watching the U.S. Open. Bad it was so great. And I, we would, you know, for the most part, people in New York, they even though it's it's a cesspool, I shouldn't call it a cesspool. No, that's, please. That's not the right word to use. Uh, the wrong word to use. I'm trying to find the right word of New York when it's um, people from all over the world. Cesspool is absolutely oh, the wrong it's word. it's a melting pot. It's a melting, melting pot. pot. Is the word. I didn't mean to use the word cesspool. Melting pot is what I meant to use. Uh, it's a melting pot of people from all over the world that come to New York. There are some cesspools in this country, but, uh, but right. I wouldn't say New York is. No. Um, so... Most people vote root for the American, though, because we haven't had a lot of Americans in tennis Correct. recently right. that have gone far, really, in any major. The last one that I remember is Andy Roddick, and that was years ago. Wow, but we got the two Serena and Venus. For the men. So don't forget that. For the men, oh, not the, the men. women. The yeah, men. I'm talking okay. about the men. Yes, okay. of course, the Williams sisters yeah. have, um, and, and Serena, <coughs> excuse me, Serena just retired. Yeah. So we got this American uh, who, um, African-American. Uh, the backstory is the son of parents who uh, immigrated 
and uh, learn the sport. Uh, I'm talking about Francis TFO, who made the semifinals of the U.S. Open. And the backstory is his father was working building tennis courts. Amazing. And he was yep. exposed and picked up a tennis racket. Yep. And that was it. I mean, he couldn't even yep. afford his own tennis racket for years. He you're was t- using borrowed or found or, or thrift shop tennis rackets. And you're talking about his father, who was a contractor, his father named Constant, uh, who uh, he learned the game of tennis, Francis TFO, at this nonprofit tennis center. Uh-huh. Now, if you think of tennis just like golf, mm-hmm. and I played both sports, and my parents never had a lot of money, but for the most part, golf, tennis, country club, white boy sports. I'm sorry, I'm just going to call it for what it is. Right. That's changing a little bit, but yep. it's always been known as a wealthy... Well, Tiger, Tiger helped a little bit to change that. He helped a little, but his parents <laughs> weren't exactly poor either. No, no. Um, but tennis and golf, if you really want to get the real and true instruction, you have to have money. If you want the great equipment, you have to have money. Correct. Francis TFO for the most part, was self-taught. Yes. And this is uh, someone I have so much respect for. Making the semifinals of U.S. Open, now he's, uh, from gambling, uh, from gambling uh, perspective, for him to win this semifinal match, he's almost a two-to-one underdog. Wow. I'm not, I wouldn't bet a dollar against him the way he's totally playing right. right now. You saw the look on his face yes. when he won his quarterfinal match yes. and the joy in his face. Yes. And it, it's really a great sports story. It, it, it really is it a is, wonderful and story. Even more important to me is the immigration aspect. Americans that have been here for two or three or four generations, they forget that we were all the children, unless you're Native American. Right. We were all the children of immigrants, and yet we have come to uh, taint them. We no longer respect immigrants. Thank you to Donald Trump for that, because he came down the escalator and said all Mexicans are rapists and drug dealers and everything else. And in fact, we have far more of our already Americanized uh, uh, criminals uh, and rapists and drug dealers than we have Mexicans (laughs) by far. But that's the misrepresentation and the racism of the Republicans. And I think that uh, the Democrats, if we are fortunate enough, and I believe we will have a blue wave, thank God, if we are fortunate enough to take the Senate, I think the Democrats are going to fix the immigration system because we now are desperately in need of people in this country. There's help-wanted hiring now job posters in front of every business in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I heard on the news, I used to live in the wine country in Northern California, Santa Rosa. They don't have people to pick the grapes because they're all getting ripe at the same time and they don't have enough people. That, and now, these are jobs right, that sure. Americans don't want to do, but the immigrants are happy to do it because they're happy to be here and they want to make a living and give their kids a chance. Yeah. So I'm thrilled that we are highlighting the benefits of immigration and we have CEOs of corporations in this country that were the kids right. of immigrants uh, the the, the uh, uh, former mayor uh, Julio Sanchez I think his last name is of San Antonio right. children of immigrants yeah. so uh, my great 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 grandparents Came from Shipatovka, which used to be Russia, but now it's Ukraine. So I'm proud yeah. to I'm proud to say that I have Ukrainian heritage, mm. much better than when I had to say I was Russian heritage. Mm. So I think that immigrants are going to again be respected and appreciated and and make their contribution to our culture. I think the key word that I like to use all the time, and I think a lot of people use this word, is diversity. And yes, I think most I agree most reasonable, decent human beings in this country doesn't right. matter what side of the aisle you're on or yes. what you look like. Uh, they would think that diversity, like myself yes. and you, of course, would say that diversity is Correct. a good thing. Yes. To give you a little bit of history when it comes going back to the tennis story, which is a wonderful story, yep. there's not a lot of diversity in tennis, mm-hmm. especially on the men's side. Um, Yannick Noah, I don't know if you remember that name. He was a wonderful player back in the day. He won the French Open in 1983, African-American. Uh-huh. Malavia Washington, I watched him play. Uh, his legs he, were like... 
probably the most muscular legs. They were like tree trunks. Uh, He made it to the Wimbledon finals in 1996. James Blake, uh, who I've met before, former uh, top five star, he beat Rafa Nadal and then nearly defeated Agassi at the 2005 U.S. Open. But that's it. I mean, in the last 40-plus years, as far as African-Americans go, they haven't Mm -hmm. had a lot of success uh, playing tennis. And by the way, neither have golfers. Uh, Tony Finau recently is a standout uh, PGA golfer uh, who's won a couple tournaments this year. Mm -hmm. That has to change. The reason why they're not successful as much as, say, somebody who is white, it's not because they're not capable, athletically speaking. It's because they haven't had the opportunities. And that needs to change. Some of the, the 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 common sports that you see in high school basketball, football right. uh, doesn't cost money. Th- th- those are not expensive, and right. so everybody has a chance. But tennis equipment and tennis lessons and golf equipment and golf ele- golf lessons, these things they don't cost yeah. huge amounts. But you got to have discretionary money to to afford it for your kids. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, as scholarships develop and more and more people become accessible, uh, it's going to improve. Yeah. If anybody wants to discuss anything with us, the number here at 702-221-2183. We welcome Hold on, let me give the right number there. there. Uh, 702-221-7283. And again, that number, 221-7283. So Francis TFO is only 24 years old, and uh, so he has some bright years ahead of him. You know, I remember... I played college golf growing up. Now I'm white, and my parents never had a lot of money. But I can tell you it's always been a snobby sport. I think of the Masters, and I think of uh, Augusta National, where I think Condoleezza Rice was the first black female to be allowed to be a member there. Not only did they not allow women to play there, they didn't allow people who were black to play on that golf course until fairly recently in our lifetime. It's disgusting. Yes. It's disgusting. Think our our society is evolving. We're we're still compared to the British Empire, a young country. Don't forget the Queen was the Queen for seventy years. That's a third of our country's history. It's unbelievable when yeah. you think about yeah. it. And uh, we we are evolving, and we have uh, you know the if you listen to uh, Tucker Carlson and <laughs> Sean Hannity, they keep telling we're the greatest country in the world. We are not close to the greatest country in the world. We don't have the best healthcare. We don't have the best education. We don't have the best tax system. We are not. We do have the best army. We're very good at at that. But we are not close to the best country in the world. Well, those and, names, uh, but those names that you just mentioned. I believe the Tucker Carlson's and the Sean Hannity's of the world, they don't want diversity in this country. No, they do not. They don't want brown people coming into this country. No, you are correct. And they're afraid that one day, as a Caucasian, they might be the minority. And I can tell you, I don't care whether I'm the minority or not. I don't either. I want diversity in this country. I would rather have a president like Barack Obama, who had zero criminals associated with his eight years, than a president like Trump, who had 11 convicted members and hundreds now hundreds of january 6 people convicted and mm-hmm. hundreds more waiting to be convicted and we've we had none of that so i'll uh, i'll i'm all in favor of quality people of any uh persuasion that are quality people uh they're equal to me they're not better not worse we are all god created us all equal and everybody deserves a chance yeah i agree with you lebron james by the way yes uh said uh in regards to uh francis tfo he said congrats young king 
You there earned you it. Go. You earned it. There's a lot of black athletes uh, across the country and really across the yes. world that are congratulating Francis. Yes. You know, the U.S. Open has been about two stories, really. All due respect to the U.S. Open. This year was about Serena Williams, yes, uh, the best female tennis player of all time. No I think question. we all could agree with that. Even though no I'm not, a, even though I'm not a big fan of her personally, with some yeah. of her antics on and off the court, being a Jehovah's Witness yeah. and thinking that uh, if eight billion uh, Americans are murdered. Uh, that's a good thing as long as they're not a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, I think Serena's uh, uh, behavior and some of her personal beliefs are wackadoodle crazy, but that not can take cannot take away from what she accomplished on the tennis court. Uh, nothing short of incredible. This kid, Francis, uh, is going to be a fan favorite for very long. First of all, that smile. You know, his smile just yes, lights up so around. so personable and yeah. so unassuming and mm-hmm. so gracious and appreciative. The opposite, of, the opposite of Serena with, I'm talking, listen, Serena has that smile too, but you'd never see Francis TFO threatening a linesman. You'd no. never see Francis TFO making excuses after a match or being argumentative with the media. Well, but he, you know, you, you, you've got to remember Remember that Serena's been putting up with media and everything for 20 years, and he's in 20 months. So we got to kind of wait to see how. I get that, and you're right, but at the same time, I don't think he'll ever threaten the lines person. I, I thought that was right. one of Serena's most disgraceful moments yeah. at the U.S. Open when she threatened a lines person. I, I don't know. I, I just thought that was uh, disgraceful, unacceptable. Uh, her father's a little bit of a nut job too. I think we all could agree but, but, on that. But but that brings us back to where we started the show today with the lack of respect and dignity in the United States compared to. Mm-hmm. UK. I think that when it comes to dignity and respect and politeness, you cannot beat the United Kingdom uh, in England. I've been to England, Scotland, uh, Northern Ireland, Ireland. Uh, I mean, it just is. How about our social media? Do you think it's made things worse in this Absolutely. country? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, misinformation, disinformation. Now that's a cesspool. That's a cesspool. That Twitter is cesspool. Misinformation <laughs> and disinformation is rampant, yeah. and it gets repeated by everybody that wants the the political advantage. And uh, we we just we've become an angry country. Yes, I mean we're we're not. If you go to Canada, and I love Canada, been many times. Yep, they they just nowhere near. I mean, I had an episode with a. A lady friend of mine, a dear friend, and uh, she has some friends that were hotline maggers, and uh, unfortunately we had a dinner together that was uh, very distasteful and uh, caused uh, problems, and uh, it, it just is, it, we're just in, in a bad situation. And I bought into it, I, I fought back to his uh, MAGA comments that I didn't accept and it upset her, and I'm sorry for that. But uh, What do you think... Uh, uh I was almost going to slip up there. I called you something I shouldn't call it. Justin, what do you think uh, about Michelle Mortensen getting into an on-air debate with Dr. Stephen Fry? How do you think that would go down? Let's get it on. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. So so someone who is a staunch Republican who yes. comes on this show every Wednesday. I heard her. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. I, you tell me when to be here. Maybe maybe will. we can do Wednesday instead of Friday next week. What do you I think about do, that? I can do that or we can do both either way. Okay, fair enough. I, I think maybe we should set that up next week because I, right. I think I need a break from Michelle next week. Is that, is that at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock? Uh, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm not right. sure yet. Okay. But Michelle uh, and I get into it every week and, and she I, gives me, she gives me chest she gives I, me chest pain i have all the facts. i'll be the moderator okay, i'll come yeah, cool. up with topics the day before yes. and i think i think dr stephen fry i uh, mean michelle michelle was comparing election integrity and election denying yes. uh to democrats and republicans at the same level i said that is a false equivalence and you don't no know what you're talking question. about and then she said that uh uh 
some car was lit on fire during some Hillary Clinton rally. I'm saying, so that happened? You're comparing that to January 6th? I mean, right, yeah, exactly. I don't want to handle it anymore. I'll let you take yeah, it over. I'd love I don't, don't want to do that. it anymore. I'd love to I had do chest that. pain after arguing with her, so just, maybe, maybe, maybe maybe we'll have you do it maybe, next week. Maybe you could, when you get it all set up, pre-announce it on Monday and Tuesday, so we'll get I think we'll do that. to call in. Yeah. And, well, Michelle and, will come in studio, so maybe I'll just yeah. have both you guys in but studio. But I mean, just let, us, let, the, let, the, let yes. the listeners know, so if they want yes. to come in and listen to this discussion, I think we'll maybe we'll I'm do, happy to do that. I think maybe we'll do that on Wednesday. So we'll, we'll, I'll try to work that out this yep. weekend. Uh, well, we will see Dr. Stephen Fry. If you'd like to meet him and myself, well, guess where we're going to be Monday night? At the Sapphire. football game at Sapphire. We're going to be at Sapphire. $25 for all you can eat and all you can drink. My God. That's a pretty darn good deal. Ooh. By the way, most clubs, that's one drink. Yeah, a lot of them. One yeah. drink, 25 One or two. One or two <laughs> yeah. Do you know I went to, all due respect to, I went to one, I'm not even going to say the name, but I went to one uh, nightclub in Las Vegas last year, and I saw the performer of the weekend. I don't know if you've, you've heard of him, and I'm not a fan. And I was with this lovely lady. Yeah. Is that is that the weekend? Oh, okay. I don't know. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Anyway, I don't like that song. But uh, anyway, um, I go to this club. Well, I'll just say the name of the club. Who cares? Dre's. By the way, they make billions of dollars at that club. We had a couple drinks, and I'm thinking, how did I just spend $100? Wow. We had several drinks. Okay, several. 25 bucks okay. a piece. I, was, I spent like 100 bucks. I'm like, what happened to my money? Yes. Could have got a nice steak dinner with her, a nice romantic steak dinner. Yep. Instead of seeing this hor- horrible music. I had to wait till 2 o'clock in the morning until this guy got on stage. It was torture. I don't know why people spend that kind of money. Sapphire, you can spend 25 bucks and have an open bar for three hours. And, and watch, watch a, a football And game. watch the Monday Night Football game with some great food, right? You can't beat that. Great no, company. No. So we're going to have fun doing that on Monday. I don't know what else you got going on this weekend. I'm going to be at uh, Saturday tomorrow. We just interviewed Raphael. Uh, he's doing this. He's giving out 25 thousand dollars in this uh three-point contest you know how they usually give like a big um check to a winner no he's just giving them hundred dollar bills cash i like that oh wow i like that so that's i hope he's got a god to take him to the bank (laughs) yeah i hope so too i don't want to walk around with that kind of cash i hope so too uh sunday we got game one of the aces in the wnba finals that's going to be fun first week of football uh i'm having a little get together myself on sunday and then, of course, Monday we're hosting the uh, Monday Night Football Party at Sapphire. So it's going to be. Are we going to be broadcasting from there? I'm going to be doing a podcast out there. Oh, yeah. fabulous! We're going to be doing good, a podcast. We will be broadcasting live, not on KSHP, okay, but right, we'll be right, right. Okay. we'll be broadcasting live on good. YouTube and all our other social so media. I'll bring product. my radio voice. Uh, yes, bring your radio voice. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be fun. So it's going to be a fun weekend. Just going out to dinner with a lovely lady tonight. Uh, I, I get lucky once in a while. What can hey, I say? Hey, enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. What do you got I going on this day. weekend? I got a birthday party for a dear friend. I worked at a place in town several years ago with uh, many social workers and doctors Mm -hmm. and uh, we've stayed close over the years and so one of the social workers has a birthday party tonight so we're going to have a good time no democrat events or anything like that i know you go to a lot of those no nothing coming up i keep uh wanting to go but they you Mm -hmm. know i'd love to talk at a at a at a a, a uh, pro-life abortion rally but they won't let me talk they just want me to attend they say, well if you don't want to hear from me i don't want to show up yeah all right yep. well fair enough uh yep. yeah these some of these republicans they don't want to hear from me that's for no. sure yes. not these days maybe we should take a trip to mar-a-lago i'll <laughs> go to mar-a-lago and not raid me. let's let, raid raid melania's panties yeah yeah because no, i guess no. that's what the fbi did hey, will you please behave yourself come on <laughs> i mean we know we're trying to develop a listenership here and you're off the charts am well I, am, Baron, I, am i gonna, am I, gonna to, am I gonna have to hospitalize you on a legal 2000 i heard somebody make a joke because you know melania was so upset that the fbi raided her bedroom yes. and, and somebody made a joke that said uh you know uh 
she she posed naked so everybody could see her naked body, but God forbid the FBI checks out her panties. She's got a problem with that. I yeah, thought, that right, was, right. thought that was a funny joke. Uh, but uh, anyway, folks, who knows what the news will bring us over the weekend. But we will be back on Monday and, uh, of course, Monday Night Football uh, at Sapphire. Uh, we will keep you updated on the Tillis uh, situation, but I don't think there's any, there's going to be anything. He's, obviously, he's on suicide watch. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anything drastic is going to happen over the Tuesday. weekend. Go Raiders. Isn't Tuesday his court date? He has another court date on Tuesday. And, yes, the Raiders. You're right. Go Raiders. Go the Raiders are on the road. They're going to be playing the Chargers. Go I, Raiders. I, go Aces. We got, we, 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 it's not going to be long before we have a baseball and a basketball team here. They're uh, coming. So, They're coming. Funny you mentioned that, and I didn't really talk about that today. I'm going to talk about that more on Monday. But uh, there have been rumors from some really good sources that the commissioner of the NBA is going to be making an announcement during the NBA preseason ah. that the NBA is going to be expanding with two teams, Las Vegas and Seattle. I, I heard that announcement. Heard that that ah. an, I, I've heard, rumors with good sources that within a month or two they're going to be making an announcement. It's inevitable. So, yeah. This is such a great sports town. It's definitely inevitable. Let's make the announcement now, though. Let, let's get it official, and I think that's what the NBA is going to do. Seattle's going to get their team back too. And the value of the Raiders has gone from like one billion to five billion since they've been here. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And, look, and you look at what the Aces have done. They're probably yep. the only WNBA franchise that has made money. Yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. We will see you same time, same place. My thanks to Natalie Williams, by the way, for joining us too, the, the Aces general manager. She's awesome. And uh, go Raiders, go Aces. We will be covering yeah. it all on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Justin.